All right, welcome to the first audio commentary of the podcast. Uh, well, it might seem kind of redundant to have an audio commentary on an audio commentary, uh, which is basically what a podcast is. However, um, most of the raw material for the podcast was recorded in the field, and uh, some of it can be edited, obviously, but some of it just needs some explanation. So this is where you can go to find out behind-the-scenes information, get explanations about some of the more um, complex things that are happening, learn some term definitions, get some tradecraft secrets, and just in general, find out more details than I was able to put into the original deliverant. So, welcome, and sit back, and hope you do enjoy. Deliverant, start date, 22, 37 hike. Okay, if you're going to order a meal from your delivery driver and you happen to be located in a place where I have to drive three miles past you, I am not making this up, make a U-turn at the end of a bridge and then drive three miles back, you better do exactly what this dude did who I dropped off his jack-in-the-box order and shake my hand, apologize, and basically treat me like I was the best thing he'd seen since his food. Otherwise, that blue streak I was cursing all the way down that fucking bridge and back the fucking bridge will be directed at you instead of at the Uktfup company that I still work for because I am A, an idiot, and two, insane. Capiche? Okay, so this was the first recording I did of the Deliverance, what would become Deliverance. And so, uh, so imagine, imagine getting an order. Okay. And first of all, Southern California streets are an incredible mess. Uh, every possible permutation of screwed up uh, road situations, it, it's there somewhere. You'll find it eventually, or it will find you. <clears throat> so this particular order, uh, a gentleman was a, a uh, security guard at some kind of beachfront um, hoity-toity place. I don't even know if it was a gated community or what, but it was something where he was in a guard shack. So, so, so imagine you get this order, you drive to the location where the GPS takes you, and you look, and there's a concrete barrier, right? So you can't turn, okay? The location's on the other side of the street. 
There's no place by the time you realize where you're at for you to get out, you know, do a side road or anything because you're right on the beachfront. So you're forced to go over this bridge. And it's not like a little teeny drawbridge. No, this bridge is like a causeway miles long into the next into the next town. So I had to drive miles past this guy, make a U-turn where I could, and then come all the way back to give this guy his food. And he, he knew what the story was because obviously this wasn't his first rodeo delivery. Uh, so he was very effusively thankful and grateful. I think he even gave me a tip, you know, with cash or something, uh, which definitely helped because by the time I got back, I was out of my mind cursing. Um, so it's just nuts. And you never know, you know, when these uh, major impediments to just the the ease of delivery are going to show up and you're going to have to deal with them. So I guess this was the straw that broke uh, my deliverant back and started me just, I had to get it out of my head or I was just going to flip out. So uh, I have this person to thank. And let me just add one more point to make it clear. So it may seem petty to complain and constantly whine about uh, how much time it takes or how much extra driving distance is involved with an order, but time is money when you're doing this delivery. So every delay affects your bottom line and your costs, and it can also affect the metrics by which you're judged and can cost you your job. Deliverance number, this is such bullshit. Okay, here's the scene. I've got three orders from two different companies. I make the call. I'm going to be faithful to the first one and get that person their order because I'm feeling benign, not malignant. Okay, plug in the coordinates. The GPS system I use, I use a different one for each company to try to keep things from getting too insane, directs me to the address not really paying attention no big head over i'm booming along have to get up on the freeway remember this is southern california and i am just zipping because i'm like oh near the freeway i can make this happen meanwhile i know the time's piling up because i've done my usual hanky panky and i pull in right when i get a text from the guy are you coming And I'm so pleased with myself because I'm right at the address. And then I look at the address and I compare it to this person's address. And I realize, holy shitsky, I got sent to a completely different street in a complete, no, same street, completely different town. Right? How fucked is that? Capital F, period, exclamation point. So I clean it up make the full apology, take total responsibility, throw myself under the bus and head back to the right place, get it to the guy, grovel, tell him he should contact the company for a refund. I do everything but commit Harry Carey in front of him. And then I'm on to the next exciting delivery. Roger. All right, so let let me just explain my strategy with delivering. So after about a year of just getting reamed by one certain company, uh, I realized 
for job security's sake, because people get what's called deplatformed, meaning they the company that you're doing deliveries for can just decide one day that they don't want you to work for them anymore, and you're done. They don't have to give you a reason. Uh, getting back on the company uh, can be an impossible task. Uh, so there's all sorts of arbitrary infractions they can come up with that uh, they deem are uh, grounds for them to dismiss you. And uh, maybe I'll spend a session talking about those. But that and just other stuff that you'll see comes up made me realize, you know, if I was going to keep doing this, I should probably uh, apply and, and uh, work with another delivery company. So that's what I did. And then I realized uh, that I could probably juggle working for both of them at the same time and double my income which is what I did. And, uh, you know, as you can imagine, I mean, delivery driving is, you know, mom, you know, long moments of boredom punctuated by extreme terror kind of job. Well, now you're doing this twice and you have to keep everything clear <laughs> and the anxiety level goes way up because, um, as happened in this particular segment, uh, mistakes occur. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, um, there's only so many, uh, ideas you can come up with for street names apparently. And with this one, uh, I didn't realize that, uh, the order that I picked up was in, uh, a different town, uh, than the GPS indicated. And by the time I figured it out, I was already at the wrong address. Numbers weren't lining up, that sort of thing. So now I had to drive all the way back to the different town with the same street. Um, and of course, I had to come up with a reason for why this happened. The customer was contacting me because they can do that. They're irate and da da da. But, you know, uh, fortunately, I smoothed it over. So when this strategy works, it's amazing because sometimes you can pick up for two different companies, two different sets of people at the same location. And the drop-off can be uh, close enough that uh, nobody's the wiser. However, and I haven't looked because I just am, don't care. Uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, uh, customer can track your movements because uh, I had that happen sometimes. People would call me up and be like, you're going the opposite direction. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I have another order. I'm going to get to you, which, you know, uh, Companies will give you multiple orders, too, and they'll change stuff up. That, that's what, you know, started to give me permission to kind of bend this to my will was how many times I got um, manipulated or plain just screwed over by these companies without any qualms on their end. And I realized, you know, uh, if I was going to take charge of this, then I needed to be fearless about who was going to be doing the reaming. Um, so... That, that's where this strategy was born. And, I'm, you know, it's not original to me. Other people did it. I may have even read about it and been inspired to do it. In any case, person, you know, usually gets their order in a reasonable amount of time. Maybe not what they think is reasonable, but who cares? It's what I think is reasonable. Um, and uh, so that's the usual hanky-panky is taking multiple orders from different companies at once. Um, so, you know, uh <laughs> 
you just don't look at what's happening with the GPS. And when your order gets there, it gets there, right? That's the thing. It's like sausages. You don't want to look at them being made or you'll never eat one. So. Okay, so this is part two of GPS Snafubu, the slowening. Um, so I dropped off my Harry Carry order finally at the right address after groveling and wanting to stick my face in a blender. That's how bad it gets out here, people. And I'm on to the next two orders that were waiting, waiting. So backstory on these two orders. Okay, they were at a fancy schmancy burger joint where you can get truffle burger with garlic aioli and a big handshake for like $25. And it's like the best, apparently. I'm not a burger guy, wouldn't know. Uh, not to judge, although yes, I'm judging. And... While I'm waiting at the burger joint, I get a text from one of the customers. And this content of the text is so freaking rare. It's like I just saw the second coming. He or she, not sure at this point, says, Dude, I know you've been waiting for my order a long time, which was accurate. Long time is any time over immediately. It should be handed to me at the door. And he's like, I'm going to give you five bucks for your service. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. At last, some recognition. I mean, it was like, it was like I just got an Oscar. Okay. That's what I felt. I was like, wow. Because seriously, if, if I get tipped, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Don't count on it. I get it. But so, but this guy was going above and beyond, like he gets it. So I'm like, dude, I am going to crawl over glass for you. Right. So, um, of course there's another order that I picked up at the same place and I've already got a backlog order. That's the GPS snafubu that I'm going to have to probably get to first before this rock star, but he's definitely in the buddies for life column. So you know, the first part went over wrong place. So meanwhile, these guys are all backed up, including Mr. $5. And on the way to these two last orders from the fancy schmancy burger place, I have to make a judgment call. Who's getting the order first? Well, of course, it's the guy who's going to tip me the five bucks. So people pay attention. You want your food? Cut us some cash. We will treat you preferentially. That's just how it works. You know, make my palm happy. I'll make your stomach happy. Good deal all the way around. Capiche? Yeah. It's good. Okay, so this last part is gets a little confusing because at the beginning I say that I've already dropped off what I'm calling the Harry Carey order. Uh, and then a little later in the story I end up saying that I still have the Harry Carey order uh, after I've picked up two orders from the burger joint. Honestly, I don't remember. Uh, it's quite possible that I had all these orders waiting for me, and then before I dropped off the Harry Carry order, I did go back to the burger joint. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what I did. I also wouldn't be surprised if once that guy gave me a tip 
for waiting, which you got to understand how rare that is, that never, ever fucking happens, ever. What, what happens is when the customer doesn't get their food in what they think is a timely fashion, uh, they don't care why. They're pissed at you, right? It, it, it can have absolutely nothing to do with you whatsoever and often doesn't, although in my case you can see where it would because I'm doing all these multiple orders. But, um, you know, the restaurant is often what the holdup is. It can be a, a traffic issue. Uh, it can be the customer issue because, oh, did I give you the address in my workplace and now I'm at home? Oopsie, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, uh, so would I, so the next question then is, okay, let's say I still, I, I know I screwed up this guy's order, but I've gone back to pick up these other orders. I get that tip for waiting. And mind you, they also gave me a tip just for the delivery. So it's like a double tip. And yeah, it's only $5, but you know, with a lot of things, it's the thought that counts. Um, would I then have, even with this guy's screwed up order, who I was attempting to deliver first before these other two, would I have made that person wait to drop off the double tip order from the burger joint? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what this job is about. Your loyalty is bought. Your loyalty is earned. And so, yeah, I could see myself doing that. But I could also see myself dropping it off uh, before I went to pick up these other orders, which is kind of what I think happened. But anyway, and um, so, yeah, uh, fancy burger joints, kind of a hot dog guy, uh, Joe Jaw. So burger joints, you know, I'm just not impressed by them. But but I'm always shocked to see how much people will pay for a burger, you know, whether it's, you know, and where I was doing deliveries or in Vegas with, you know, a gold foil wrapped around it and, you know, uh, an extra, you know, packet of Pepto-Bismol, I, I, you know, I don't know, handed to you by, you know, a rock star. I don't know. But that's true about all food. You know, everybody has a preference, I guess. So, um, yeah, everybody got their orders that I recall, you know, maybe not exactly when they wanted them, but yeah, that, that $5 tip was obviously quite memorable because what you realize really quickly is nobody, nobody gives a shit about you out here. Like you are like the, the company you're working for doesn't give a shit about you because they're constantly trying to replace you with automation. I mean, they tell you that to your face. Uh, the the um, um, businesses, they don't really care. A lot of them resent you because they hate working with this company and they take it out on you. That's not always true. Sometimes companies are really cool. Um, the staff there doesn't always like you because you're taking their tips away. Um, you know, and the customers, customers don't really care. I mean, some of them are really nice, but a lot of them, you know, you're just a widget, basically. So uh, it's not like they're doing this because they want to have a relationship with you of any consequence, you know. And from their perspectives, from everybody else, I totally get it. Totally get it. Still, uh, I only live in my perspective. So um, when you you have somebody who reaches out and does a, a gesture uh, that's meaningful you know, it's magnified and I'm sure it's magnified a lot because I'm a drama queen. So, 
Um, but it was really nice getting that uh, extra tip money and acknowledgement. Um, doesn't happen every day. All right, that's the end of the first audio commentary on the first Deliverance podcast. So let me know what you think. Your input's always appreciated, and I will catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening.